Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, folks. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. I'm having a nice conversation with San Luis Obispo City Council candidate, John Drake. And, uh, but John, before the break, we were talking about homelessness in the city of San Luis. And, of course, it's a, it's a statewide oh, national problem, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, in... You know, the city has uh, been doing a few things. Uh, uh, the truth is, uh, this year they gave out the same uh, amount of money to nonprofit corporations that are trying to work to say, prevent homelessness or get people into housing as they gave out the year 2012 when I sued the city to prevent them from kicking the homeless out. Who were living in RVs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pretty cruelly, I might add, and the, the court restrained the city and found that they were violating the Constitution, mm-hmm. among other things. Um, but but other than throwing money at um, nonprofits, mm-hmm. um, and there has been some advances with the police department um, uh, in how they approach the homeless. Uh, in our town. Uh, are there things that you think can be done to actually get more folks in housing, uh, get more folks working, get more folks so they can be in a home? Yeah, so um, for homelessness, um, I, I want to preface this by saying that my expertise isn't in housing. Okay. My expertise is in um, is in homelessness, but Housing is a huge part of homelessness, but there's also like you know, be, like behavioral health, mental health therapy, cl- um, clinician um, work, and even like you know, c- um, f- helping them find access to resources that they don't usually have, and so um, that can go like to food pantries and all that. But like housing, I will address. I think that there is a lot we can do. Um, a, one thing that we can definitely do is um, expand um, safe parking programs because. Um, we do have a large number of unhoused people who aren't just like, you know, chronically homeless where they don't have a home at all. They, they, they actually have a vehicle to live in. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know that the city has been, I want to say, for a long time. And I think this is the case with like a lot of coastal cities, very hostile towards unhoused people. And the, the, the case, particularly for San Luis Obispo, I think also goes to trying to not make retroactively bad decisions to meet other goals. And I don't know... What do you mean by that? So, I don't know... Um, I don't know if you ever attend uh, state council meetings, but this was, like, back in December or November, like, right before I went off to Oklahoma to see my family for uh-huh. the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they had... Um, there was this motion that was brought forth that this, I think some counselors were seriously considering to um, meet climate goals. And one of those was to make ADUs, um, in my opinion, more inaccessible because what, um, what they were talking about was in order to like, you know, meet the, the uh, net zero. Oh, that was the one where they wanted the city council was talking about making it illegal for houses that already and structures that already had gas appliances yeah. to make those illegal and force uh, the owners of those uh, structures uh, anytime they... retrofit existing structures. In, anytime they did a significant improvement, exactly. which might be adding an ADU, yeah. 
and so they'd have to, you know, a nice term retrofit. They'd have to, <laughs> they'd have to tear out the walls. They'd have to put in. Exactly. Uh, That's like another hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars worth of electrical uh, hookups mm-hmm. and appliances. Exactly, well, and and for example, um, when I first moved out to Slow, I was living. I'm um, in, in an R2 non-conforming. Uh, I mean, an R2 conforming, but it wasn't developed in the back. Uh-huh. And uh, the owner of that, pr- of that property was thinking about finally building an ADU. But, you know, it was already very prohibitively expensive. Because you need permits, you need buildings, yeah. you need plant, all that sort of stuff. And the fact that we had city councilors who were, consi- like, seriously considering uh, in order to meet that... I, I think it's a great goal. I think I think it could have been planned out better so that... Think, like ideas like this aren't popping popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is is that housing in slow is already hard to build, and by then trying to pass a policy like that or seriously consider a policy like that, you make one of the only options to expand housing that's accessible for most people even more prohibitively expensive, and that I don't think really helps homelessness, and it actually endangers more people. Of becoming homelessness. So to well, becoming put homeless. a cap on it, yeah. the more expensive it is to build new housing, the more difficult it is to solve homelessness. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I, I think we can also, um, I, and so I think not only do we make ADUs uh, more accessible to, to make by not, you know, supporting policies that makes the, that make them hard to build, but we should also be streamlining permitting processes. If we see someone wanting to, you know, um, add to the housing market and, and add to the housing supply, we shouldn't be like, ew, we should be uh, definitely supporting it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And um, and, that, and that can even be um, promoting even like, you know, uh, mixed use buildings that can be um, promoting R5 off um, often more in the, in the unused ag lands. R5, what's R5? I mean, R4, my bad. R4. There's so many zoning R's. <laughs> multi, multi, uh, Multi-unit R4. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I just uh, saw there's a big push for a road diet in the city of San Luis Obispo by the city council and uh, by the departing city manager uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, other staff members. Um, I didn't think our use of roads was something we needed to lose weight on, but let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's your... Uh, can you explain to our listeners what a road diet is? I can't. I, I think I think it means like cutting like back on how much we rely on roads and go more for bike lanes and all that sort of stuff. Is that correct? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the last map I saw showed uh, Broad Street, which you came to get here yeah. on, as uh, going down to a two lane. Oh, that's okay. And having uh, I a, didn't see that a big. Oh my uh, God. A big median down the middle with uh, plants and then uh, dedicated bike lanes on both sides. Um, not, not, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think the parking was disappearing. Toro Street is going to become a quote greenway uh, where people won't be able to park in front of their houses. Uh, there won't be parking. There'll be dedicated bike lanes with, uh, you know, concrete barriers and. Uh, uh, there's places all over town. It's happened to Broad Street. Yeah, it's happened to Choro, Choro Street. Uh, I am, I am what, visibly what, cringing right now. What, <laughs> what would you do if that proposal came to you? 
I, I wouldn't. I, I, I would try and bury it under the stack, to be honest, because my whole thing is, is that I'm all for development of housing and I'm all for like, you know, walkable cities. That's a huge thing for me. I love the sure. idea of walkable cities. I mean, I mean, I've been I've been back to European countries where walkability is the primary way people get around. I think most people like bike riding. Yeah, they, they want to make it available. The um, issue right now uh, is that, you know, um, they built that multi um, that, that I think it was an R4 off of Madonna. And and the issue for me was that when they built it off of Madonna, they built it in an area where there isn't like a lot of walkability. And so that requires a bunch of cars in order to, you know, get to the main centers for shopping oh, or, sure. yeah. or like groceries or mm-hmm. any of that sort of stuff. And so the thing I've noticed is that what San Luis Obispo does retroactively is that then it then guts parking, it guts roads, increases traffic. It, um, it makes it so that people can't find anywhere to park. And it just makes the city hell um, for, for people who are living here. And, and I have, and, and so while I support the idea of making things walkable, I think there needs to be definitely a, a lot bigger long-term plan before we start gutting things. Because if we're complaining about, oh, there's not enough money um, to, you know, fund certain things, why are we spending a bunch of money on retrofitting roads um, that don't need to be retrofitted? I don't hear anyone ever complain about Broad being a big street. There, there's tons of people who go down it. Um, I think if we're going to talk about making it a walkable or bikeable area down in the line, I think there should be at least some development out here first. <laughs> well, and, and the, usually the big objection to something like Broad is you can't get across it if you want to cross the street. But, of course, there's People, there's places where they build a walking bridge over major streets. Yeah, they build um, a walking bridge over and, the train. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> so there, there are other avenues. Let's talk about one other issue here. Uh, we're coming up on another hard break, but, oh, but we, can, we can talk about this a little bit. You know, the city, of course, uh, permits cannabis stores, and uh, cannabis stores were going to be the be all and end all that we're going to fund all these services. Yeah, they and, like fizzled out. I know. End homelessness, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, it's led to uh, federal indictments of various uh, public officials in this county, and probably more to come, according to some of the affidavits that have been filed in LA by the U.S. Attorney. Let's talk about the cannabis tax on the other side of this break. Okay. Okay. All right, folks, stay tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're talking with City Council candidate John Drake. 